You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban and staff writer at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac? So, Nick, you know, I work with, I help mentor some fatherless kids, boys, here in Dallas. Yes. And a part of that is you know, teach them stuff about uh, the Bible Stuff like that, growing up without a dad, sorting through those, through those emotions and stuff. Teaching them our sick crossover. And teaching them the crossover. I cross them up. And, <laughs> no, and, but a portion of that, too, is like once a month we focus on like a skill and we teach them something like something that a dad would teach their son. So it might be like changing a tire or whatever it is. So this month, coming up this week, I'm teaching them how to shave. Nice. So... We talked about it yesterday, and they're like, "We don't have anything to shave," and because they're in seventh grade. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, on Thursday, we're getting like the fake razors, loading up the shaving cream, and all getting in front of a mirror and doing. And I don't even shave. Do you shave with a razor? I don't even shave with a razor. What do you shave with? Well, I never a sword I never, like an open like a single blade. I have like a Rambo knife that I no no. I just like I don't know I I never you just pull them out one by one. I never c- completely clean shave it though. I just get oh, the little I'm, trimmers. I'm and completely go. clean shave all the time. I can't do it. I'll I'll do the trimmers all the way down as low as it will go. But I I have to have at least a little something. It drives me nuts. Yeah. See, I have to I have to go full Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> do you really do the Dollar Shave Club? Yeah, I do. We need to get them as a sponsor. <laughs> we should. I've been, I've been on them for forever. So Heck. Well, there it is. I know. So anyway, it's going to be fun. Uh, it should be funny. I might send you a picture sometime That'd on Thursday. That would be hilarious. Teach them how to shave. Watch me like cut myself, too. I, I haven't shaved with, with a, a razor forever. With a fake razor. Just make sure just, you go with the grain, not against the grain. Well, <laughs> I'm like purposely letting my like neck and my my facial hair all grow out i normally have a goatee and a little soul patch thing but like it's like looking homelyish now but i'm letting it so where on thursday they can actually see like hair coming off my face so you're looking like a playoff beard homeliness yeah like a hockey player no like dirk's playoff beard oh that was that was glorious 500 beard sorry don't remind me of the the glory days there's a great picture up in the press box we always walk by where Dirk hits this game winner against Chicago and it's Luol Deng and Jimmy Butler and Taj Gibson and OJ Mayo. All the players on- that you put on blast on Twitter. <laughs> OJ Mayo on the Mavericks. Who else is who else is in that picture? Gosh, I don't know. There's even one remember. more Maverick that I can't remember. I can't remember the picture. I'd have to look at it again. Anyway. So it's just a cool picture to walk by every game. 
So Nick, we're we're almost a week away from the trade deadline. We're a week away from the trade deadline. That means we're halfway through with our deadline dash. I hope you guys are enjoying all of these podcasts because we're going to take a nice break after <laughs> after this. I think, <laughs> but maybe just two days. But we will definitely take a break. After maybe like that. two days, and then the the waiver market might hit. Oh, the buyout teams start buying out guys, and we're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> AKA the Mavericks. No. AKA there goes McRoberts. <laughs> I, I said it on the pod a few days ago. Don't be surprised if we have a few guys that we buy out. So we today are going to talk about the uh, the Miritich trade that never happened. <laughs> We're going to talk about that because I think that is that um, affects Wes Matthews, I think, because I think that trade wasn't going to get done except you know, Miritich didn't want to do it, but we'll get into that. We're also going to go through our midseason awards. We did a survey with the Locked On Network, and they asked us for MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, and First Team All-NBA. So before those results come out, I just wanted to go over with you and talk about who we decided to pick. So we're just going to do First Team All-NBA, Coach, Rookie, MVP. We'll talk about the other ones later. Uh, and I'm sure as the season goes on, we'll get more awards. So we're going to do that today. Uh, again, you can find us at Lockdown Mavs on Twitter. You can follow us there. You can follow me at Nick Van Exit. You can follow Isaac at Isaac L. Harris. And uh, you guys can follow us. Again, if you're listening to this on iTunes, appreciate it. Subscribe. Give us a review. Give us your trade ideas in the review. Give us five stars. We will read them on the podcast. You can also find us on Spotify. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast yet, but you can find us on Spotify. There are not very many podcasts on Spotify. They used to be very selective, and then they lowered their standards and let us in. So. We are very happy to be on Spotify. Love it. We're also on Megaphone. You can find me. Also, I post every single one of these on the Mavs Moneyball website. So you can go there. There's a little area on the front page. You can find Lockdown Mavs. I always put something funny in there. Put you know the description and everything so you can go there. There's a comment section under it. If you guys leave some comments, you guys can start discussions about the podcast, all that stuff. That's where you can find us all. Good stuff. All right. Now... The Miritich trade. So the trade in question was the Bulls were going to send Nikola Miritich, who had recently been punched in the face by a teammate and remained on the team for another couple months. They were going to trade him to the Pelicans. And my my dog did not want Miritich to be traded. He is he's He actually did want him to be traded, and that's why he's sad. He's sad that we didn't get another trade today. So... Miritich was going to be traded to the Pelicans for Omer Ashik and his crazy contract and a first-round pick that was going to have some light protections on it. Apparently, yeah, I didn't even I didn't check my phone. In time. By the time I checked my phone, it had already happened and then and not happened. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, oh snap, this is actually going to happen. And then I kept on scrolling Twitter and thank you, lovely wife. <laughs> We got dogs, we got wives, we got all kinds of stuff going on right now. She brought me some water. I always have to have water. But no, I was I wish like, my wife would bring me water. <laughs> you have your little tea and crumpets. <laughs> I don't have crumpets. What are you talking about? The trade, <laughs> um, when I first saw it, I was like, well, crap. New Orleans almost robbed him. I know. I mean, I mean, like, I never thought that they would be able to get off Oshik, like Ever. I don't care. Like if it's a, like the dude is unplayable. Like he can't even play like at all. They they play him seven minutes a game, and I think he's only played like even with that, he's only played like fourteen games this season. Seven minutes a game. That's like saying McRoberts averages like ten minutes a game, and he's only played two. Yeah, 
Well, he's played 14 games. That's so a little bit more than two. But <laughs> okay. still, like, I'm, I'm proving your point that, like, the guy can barely play. The, t- the team has, you know, barely a rotation, and they, they need guys. They need bodies. They have this guy making $10 million. He's He's basically their Dwight Powell, but unplayable. <laughs> you know, like, Dwight Powell is at least playable, you know? Can you imagine if you yeah. flip those two guys? No, I can't. That'd be crazy. Like, Dwight Powell can, like, hold his own a little bit on the court. I was brought water. In a little tea and But I was again I was again brought water in a cappuccino espresso cup. <laughs> Take your shot. Alright, everybody water. just listen to me sip this water. No, I won't listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh I, I thought I don't like understand it long term. Is there a is there a wing out there that they could do a similar trade with? Um, because, for the Pelicans, or yeah, for the Pelicans, um, because I think Meritage is nice, but I mean, I just Damari Carroll was the one that I brought up. Uh, yeah, the other day I think would be interesting for them, and if they're yeah, gonna do, do the same dang deal, do for, the same deal, do that except for then Brooklyn would have Ashik and Mozgov, probably the two of the worst contracts in the NBA. Which I get. That's what they got to do. That's what they're doing. They they found some fool's gold with this, you know, Dinwiddie and trying hard and all this stuff. But they still are like a rebuilding team. Yeah, but I thought it was great value though for for the Pelicans. Oh, I mean, you called it a fleecing, and like we only had one person come at us and say that they that they thought it was you know good for the 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 Bulls in that sense, Uh, and I mean. To get off of that Ashik contract, you have to give something up, you know. Like you'd have to, it'd have to be like a, uh, you know, a Mozgov deal or like a whatever the Lakers are gonna have to do with Luol Deng. You would have to add something to it and then basically get nothing back, you know, or get something else that's less bad, <laughs> barely yeah. less bad le- back. Instead, they get value back in a good player in Miritich that's on a good contract that has a team option the year after. Now he. Apparently, Miritich turned down the deal because he gets to because of that team option uh, because they would have his bird rights and all the stuff, uh, basically all the stuff that, you know, reason why Nerlens could turn down deals. Um, and his is a little different because all Chicago would have to do is pick up his option right now, like this moment, pick up his team option, and then they could trade him, and then he yeah, that's has how, no, That's how it's different. And then, you know, it's, he's good to go then, but... That's how he's different, you know, and I guess that's the the sticking point now. But you know, you're making comparisons to Wes, and would it be something similar? Yeah. So when I I wrote the piece, I went through all the deals that had had a first round pick in it. This would be another one. Now this deal didn't end up working out. Bobby Marks also from ESPN pointed out that this deal just wouldn't work straight up because of the uh, the salaries didn't match, and so the uh, the Pelicans would actually have to send something else to the uh to the bulls and so some people are saying just throw tony allen in there just throw you know throw somebody in there they got a bunch of end of the bench you know guys making a couple million that they can just throw in there and so uh let's say the deal would have gone down so now you're now you're telling me that miritich gets traded for a first round pick and they're also taking back (laughs) they're also taking back salary and that's what the mavericks would have to do Mavericks would have to take if they want a first round pick for West, they'd have to take back a bad contract for him. Um, I don't think that much. Like, 
I think it's likely. I think I think it's likely, but I don't think it's like that likely. Like my like my Pacers deal, that's not a bad contract. And I think if I'm the Pacers, I'd really consider that. I think like, that's the most likely way. I think that it's probably like if they were going to do a deal 60% of the time, I feel like it would be a deal like that. But then there are, there's it's not the only way. There are other ways. We we mentioned a bunch of ways that they could do that. Uh, and we named I a think bunch they, of I think it could be around that same number the 10 million multiple years, but a playable player. Like, Ashik is is bad, bad contract because he just can't play. So, But, like, like a Mo Harkless, I wouldn't say is that bad of a contract. Even or, like, though, or yeah. like even John Lure that we had we had mentioned. Yeah, the same – that would be – their same type of deal as Ashik, except they can actually play. And yeah. that's what makes it – Honestly, there's not that many bad contracts left, right? Like, I mean, there's Mozgov – there's Dang, there's Noah, there's Ashik. Like, there's not a ton of them. I mean, we've been looking for them because we've been looking for deals to take back. There's Batum, I guess, that is a really bad contract. No. Uh, but, like, bad contracts with non-playable guys, it's really hard to come by. Yeah, so, I mean, like, I mean, what if, the they, league, I guess. what if they <laughs> what if they change courses with Chicago and came at Dallas with the same type of offer? Would you do it? Man, so you got you're telling me we got a locker room now with Mozgov, Salah. They're not Mozgov, Ashik, Salah. <laughs> got all the centers now. <laughs> I mean, they'd have to. It gets tricky because they would have to. You know, I don't think Dallas would take on Etwan Moore. Also, it wouldn't be worth oh, taking and on. The Pelicans can't give him up. Now, if they're getting West Matthews, I mean, I don't know about that. They need all yeah. the help they can get now. With, now with Boogie gone, I mean. I mean, they just need all the help they can get. So, all right. Well, I, I think it at least showed us that it, it's definitely possible. If you guys didn't believe that a first round pick for West was possible before, after Miritich got traded for one, I think that it's definitely possible because it's like, definitely possible. We both said on the pod, like I know no. we we both believe that, but I think I think people listening and I think other fans still somehow don't believe that it's possible. Okay. So. Uh, because Wes is a better player than Miritich, right? I mean, con- yeah. contracts aside, Wes is a better yes. player. Yes. So, uh, be- like two years ago, everyone was saying that Miritich was awful. So you know, and he has one good. He has a good year last year. He comes, you know, I don't know. It's so up and down. All right, let's get to our uh, midseason awards again. This is the uh, Lockdown Network. All of the podcasts, even some of the NFL guys, I think, did this where they went through and they picked their MVP their rookie of the year, the coach of the year, and their first team all NBA. Let's start with the let's just go ahead and, and rip the band-aid off. The rookie of the year is not gonna be Dennis Smith Jr. No. no not gonna be Dennis Smith Jr. Uh I wanted to go with Mitchell, but I went with Ben Simmons. I also went with Ben Simmons. I think it's pretty obvious. I mean there's the narrative at this point that, you know, people talk about the Oscars and how the narrative for each movie, you know, you start with this overwhelming favorite and then you get this long stretch where you get to pick it apart and you get to pick apart, you know, the, the movie and you get to say, well, there's this plot hole here and there's this, you know, bad acting here. And there's this, you know, the, the narrative of the movie or the message of the movie doesn't like, like def doesn't reach a whole bunch of people doesn't reach enough people and all this stuff and it's overtold and you know all this stuff happens from when the nominations come out to when actually the you know award is given out that's the same thing that's gonna happen with his rookie of the year because he was the overwhelming favorite i mean the first week of the season we were like oh man this kid is (laughs) like if anybody could take this away from him it would be just phenomenal 
And yeah. now it's kind of picking him apart. Well, he still can't shoot. He still attempted a three, you know, like all this stuff. And he's still holding up. <laughs> he's just still holding up. Even with Donovan Mitchell doing what he's doing, Kuzma coming out of nowhere basically and, and leading the Lakers and scoring. Tatum playing really well on a playoff team, playing rotation minutes, starting for them. Uh, you know, and I think that's those are the only four I think that you could even consider. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, all right, we both have Ben Simmons, the MVP of the entire league. I think there are only four real candidates. You tell me if you have anybody else that could be considered a candidate. <coughs> um, I think. Yeah, just tell me yours. Kevin Durant. Yeah. James Harden. Yeah. LeBron James. And after that game against the Celtics, Steph Curry. Yeah. Right? Like, because you're not putting Giannis in there anymore. The team is. LeBron's not winning that. But he's, so. he has to be in the top four, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's top four. So you're not putting Giannis in there. Are you putting Kyrie in there? No, not, you know. No, uh, I think he could be. Yeah. I think he could be in the conversation. As Above. Long, as long as they start, they stay four. You put them ahead of LeBron? Kyrie over LeBron? Yeah. Um. I think well, that's tough. That race, I think, needs to just play the season out. Oh yeah, because if, ca- right if the Cavs, let's, let's say the season ended now, I'd have to really dive into LeBron's numbers. They're really good. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Like, but okay. it's like the most yeah. assists he's ever averaged in his career. Still, like almost twenty-seven points a game. But like, his shooting's dipped off a lot over the past like month. Eh, or so. He's like he's still like fifty plus percent from the field. 35% from three. I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay. I'll give him the fourth spot. It's crazy. It's Kyrie crazy. at five. A- anybody else that you would even think of mentioning? I mean, Jimmy Butler was written on our list. I think no. when we sent by locked by locked on, uh, I think Anthony Davis was also on there. No, that's the guy. You- I, va- I value winning too much for this award. And that's why Westbrook should have never won it last year. You just, there's no way on earth. He should have won that last year. This is really funny. Again, I'm going to bring up Mavs Fanatic, but if we, if you got, if any of you guys have listened to me since the Mavs Fanatic podcast days, you know that like Taman had this rest man, in peace, Mavs Fanatic. It's still a podcast, by the way. <laughs> they, yeah. they call it Dallas Sports Fanatic Mavericks now, or something like that. Cool. Uh, but Taman had this man crush on Russell Westbrook, and it was like Russell Westbrook could do no wrong, and like all this stuff, and it just drove me up the wall. So does he not watch him play? Anyway, come on. Uh, I'm not going to answer that. No, he, um, yeah, I have oh, triple double greatest ever. <laughs> I have Harden. Yeah, I do too. Right now you have Harden. Wow. I, I really thought you were going to go with Durant, but a Durant is who I think will win it. He was my pick before the season. He, he is my pick at the end of the season. <sighs> RIP my RIP my pick to win the MVP Kawhi Leonard. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. That's wild. Yeah, I almost didn't. I didn't really lose it though. It, he just, you know, yeah. like he didn't play because of injury. So that just sucks. Yeah, I mean Harden. Harden's averaging over thirty points a game, almost ten assists a game. I was looking at Harden's numbers, and he has increased his scoring average every year except for one year where he went. He, I think it was his second year in Houston. He went uh, twenty five point nine points a game, and then the next year he went to twenty five point four points a game. But other than that, every single year he's increased his scoring average, and he's done it again this year, going from twenty nine last year to thirty this year. I mean, just like the guy is amazing. <laughs> yeah, second in the West. Yeah, I mean they, he'll be right there one or two. It'll suck for him, 
you know, we're Mavericks fans, so we got to hate him. But uh, it'll be it'll suck for him if he comes in second again. But I really think if, if Durant, especially. <laughs> yeah, ups, what if he does? Ups his numbers a little bit more, I think you know he could he could take it again but yeah i think so too especially if they got like a, if they have a long run in them yeah you know, if they have some sort of not 20 games but maybe like an 18 19 wins in a row they start yeah. stringing them together they were kind of running out of time to do that at this point but if they do that a la, i think it was lebron in 2013 2014 where they went on that huge run i can't remember i don't i get murky with my lebron stuff. it was like 20 you just kind of block all that out of your memory except for 2011 2011 will stay at the forefront of my memory. <laughs> That's where your LeBron knowledge stops. <laughs> and then uh, the next award is Coach of the Year. I think there's only four candidates for this as well. I think there's only one candidate for this. There's Brad Stevens. That's the only candidate. There's Greg Popovich, who's been doing all of this without Kawhi. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's cool. Also, some people like Zach Lowe believe that he's the best coach, so why don't we just vote the best coach the best? The uh... Yeah, LeBron could do that every year. So, for Eric MVP. Spolstra? No. He's their fourth in the East without an all-star. I mean, that cool, bro. Cool Spo. Oh, my gosh. I think Eric Spolstra definitely needs more respect than Cool Spo. He's, he's, I think he's good, but he's just not on, like, Butler's level and right then, now. And then du- Butler, who are you talking I mean, about? Uh, Butler, freaking. He doesn't even coach for Butler anymore. Brad Stevens. And then yeah. Dwayne Casey, I also think should be mentioned in this. I think that's your top four. I do like Dwayne Casey. He's got some slack before, but he has. But from from all accounts, they you know the, the Raptors have changed the way they've played. They have this Celticsy like old school, new school, you know bench slash starter units that have played really well seamlessly. And uh, brought all these young guys along and kept, you know, Lowry and DeRozan keep improving. And I just think he's, from, by all accounts, from people that actually watch the Raptors a lot, he's done a really, really good job. Yeah. He would be four, uh, though. I think I think I would go, i pick Brad Stevens as well. I have Brad Stevens one, Popovich two, Spolstra three, Casey four. Interesting. For coach of the year. And Rick Carlisle I mean, Ty, five. Ty Lue probably at one. I mean. No, Rick Carlisle five just because. Uh, I had kid. Stop. <laughs> All right, the last thing this is how you know we this is why we shouldn't do seven podcasts in a row. Uh I can't wait till we get to like ten, twelve, fourteen. You're just like <laughs> laughing on the floor. Like he, Isaac will be laying on the floor with his microphone just like over yeah, him. Just, just like. holding it. All right, you're our first team all NBA. I think there's four locks. And then there's the center spot. <laughs> the I, I don't think there's four locks, and I, and I, I know where we're probably going to disagree. But how can how can you not have four locks? And we agreed in the top four in the MVP. Because I have Kyrie over Steph in this. All right. Well, then I think I think the four locks are Curry, Harden, Durant, LeBron. Yeah, the other three are for sure. You just, I mean, Kyrie's numbers. I mean, it's just they're the first are not better than Curry's. Thing. They're first in the East, though. I mean, like, he's got to get some love with that. I mean, he'll get second team. He'll definitely get second team. And I hate, like, Steph's one of my favorite players in the league. I just, for leading your team at the top of your conference, you got to, I mean. You're getting coach of the year. How about that? Is that good enough for you guys? And you're getting fifth in MVP voting. (laughs) Is that good enough for you? Is that good enough for you? 
Yeah, I mean, 25 a game, 25, 5, and 3, 40% threes. I know Curry's at 28 points a game. So, I mean, Steph will probably get it over him, but right now I have Kyrie there. And, yeah. and the, the game's played, you know, factors yeah. into that too. That's fair. Me. That is fair. The center spot, though, gosh. There's three candidates, I think. There's Towns. I don't think you can put Anthony Davis there. Can you put Anthony Davis there? I don't know. He wasn't in our survey. We did because he was listed as a forward. Yeah. And I think I think if he plays enough games at center for the the rest of the stretch, I think you might be able to count it. But I still don't. It wasn't considered. It wasn't in our survey. So I think there's three guys. There's Towns. There's Horford. And there's Embiid. Um, I had to take Horford out. Why? Even though he's even though he's on Boston, his stats just ain't like eye popping. No, I I think I would have to pick Towns. That's who I have over no. Embiid because I'm 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 since we're you know splitting hairs at this point and he and they're we don't care about conferences. The games played thing I think takes him out. Fifty three games for Towns. <laughs> he's played in fifty three games this year. So I mean, I'm talking about Embiid. Huh. And the games played for Embiid, I think, separates them. Yeah, yeah. And I think Embiid's at like 37 or something games played this year. That, that can't be right. Let me check. Let me go look at that. No. Okay. I could be wrong with that. Um, That's still more Ta- than he played last year. But Towns is averaging 20 points, 12 rebounds a game, block and a half a game. Um, impressive for Towns. He shoot, he's shooting 40% from three. And he's averaging a little over three and a half threes attempted per game. Yeah, you're right about Embiid playing 37 games so far. Yeah, see, I I can't. But they played. They've played 46, so he's only missed nine games out okay. of out of 46, which is not like as many as people say. Yeah. Okay. I just right now I give it to Towns. Yeah, yeah, I would give it to Towns as well. I I think I would go Towns, Horford, Embiid. If I could put Davis there, I would definitely put Anthony Davis over all of them. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Drummond was also mentioned in our list. Uh, Shout out to Drummond. He should have made an all-star team over John Wall in the first place. <laughs> now he replaces him. Yeah. So, oh, we should. you know what we should play before the all-star break? What? We should play. This is an article I was going to write last year. How many players would have to get injured before Harrison Barnes makes the Western Conference all-star team? Why would we play this game? Because it'd be really funny. Because that's why the Mavericks are so bad. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavericks. Uh, again, we just did our talked about the Meritage trade as well as gone through our midseason awards. Uh, when there's more news, we will definitely talk about it. But today has kind of been a slow news day. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>